Welcome to the Fireside Chat, God Speak Calvary Chapel's nightly program coming on at 7 o'clock. And we have some really wonderful sisters in the Lord, <laughs> my uh, precious wife, Tammy, and our guest from Burnt Out Portland, right? <laughs> Jen Jacobson. And uh, we're going to be hearing the story about her beloved cheesecake, and more than that, just your heart uh, for the Lord Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I'm Pastor Rick Brown, and uh, joining you guys, spending some new time uh, over the last week. And so I'm new to the program. I'm figuring out all my glitches and all my ticks to try to smooth it out. And um, we're just going to have a lot of fun tonight mm -hmm. hearing about your story, Jen, and Tammy's going to have some questions for you, and I'll have a few questions. Okay. And um, how in the world did you come to Thousand Oaks this weekend? Tell us the chain of events that you never saw coming and how that unfolded. Okay. Um, first of all, uh, we were closed for the fires. We had fires up in our area, yeah. and uh, we were closed... Uh, gosh, for a whole week. And then the second week, we had all the smoke, uh, so the air quality was really bad. And I decided to keep the shop closed another couple days uh, because of the air quality. And uh, I just felt really down on myself. I felt like a failure and mm -hmm. um, just thought, you know, this, I really shouldn't be doing the cheesecake shop. And it's just been hard with the whole. Uh, COVID and the shutdown and then the protests and um, I mean we had a protest in our town um, but then other things came with that you know uh, because our shop windows were boarded up the property managers boarded them up and so then um, people looked at the businesses with the boarded up windows as if we're racist so it was just been hit and then the whole mask thing came about and so just really discouraged mm -hmm. and really not sure if I wanted to continue on. And so I was, that Wednesday, um, I was in bed until one o'clock in the afternoon, just depressed and down. And I got up and instead of um, getting on Facebook to read the feeds and all the other junk that is not really good, <laughs> um, I get on the Facebook marketplace. I'm a really thrift shopper, I'm super frugal and so it's kind of my thrift shopping is on the Facebook marketplace. And I found an item and I reached out to the lady. Um, and so I was going to pick up this item the next day. And I went and her husband's a Portland police officer. So she was sharing a little bit of her story with me. Mm -hmm. And then I started sharing my story with her. And she said, I um, just got off the phone with someone, um, I cannot remember, she said some advisory team, and she said they were asking me if I knew any businesses that had been impacted by everything, and she said, I said no, but I think you're the divine appointment, I think mm. you're it, and she <laughs> says, can I give your name and number to this gentleman, so I said, sure, not knowing anything, and then... Um, I got the item, and it was amazing. She blessed me, and she wouldn't even let me pay her for the item. And that was just amazing in itself in our whole conversation about mm -hmm. the Lord and everything. 
then Saturday, I got a phone call from, do you know Ryan? I don't know. I don't know Ryan. Okay. No. Uh, he was from Florida, and he, I don't know exactly, I can't remember his organization, but um, it's basically to bring awareness to voting and how important it is to vote. Mm -hmm. And so he told me about this um, project that they were doing in October, um, and that if I was, I shared my story with him, and then he said, it sounds like you would really fit this, and it would be Kirk Cameron and Pastor Rob McCoy that would be coming to interview you. And I just was blown away. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Pastor Rob, but I didn't know who you were right then. <laughs> but I did. He won't be offended. <laughs> Um, but Kirk you, Cameron. You knew who Kirk Cameron was. Yes, I knew who Kirk Cameron was, Growing Pains and mm -hmm. Fireproof and Left Behind series. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, they ended up showing up my shop, showing up at my shop on that Tuesday, the following Tuesday. Um, and I did really a half hour before they showed up, looked up Pastor Rob. <laughs> and uh, it was amazing because it was all the news um, the news that showed up first. Yeah. And so I started watching some of his interviews with the media and I thought, this man has my heartbeat, mm. has my heartbeat mm. to stand up. And I have been longing for mm. a church in our area to stand up and up against, not just stand up and have church, but to do it without the social distancing and the masks and to be not to live in that fear. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they came to our shop um, and that was incredible experience. And Pastor Rob, while the camera guy was setting up, asked to do a video with me. And so mm -hmm. we did that. And I didn't even know about the fireside chat <laughs> at all. Um, and so then we did our interview and then they ate some cheesecake, and that was really fun. I always love watching people's expressions. And, <laughs> um, and then it was neat to see Kirk. He really um, loved the signs. I have inspiration all over the walls um, of hope and love and inspiration. And just I want the place to be so positive and that people experience joy. Uh, and so he was just looking at it. He said, I want to read every word, you know. Um, so that was really cool. Um, and then my boys were there, and they helped serve cheesecake and worked. Um, and then they went on their way, and that was that. And it didn't hit me until 6 o'clock that night. I was having dinner with friends, and just like, oh, my gosh, Kirk Cameron was in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> you know? and, uh, and then I checked my email for some reason while I was at dinner with them, and I checked my email, and there was a lady that said, oh, I'm watching you right now on Pastor Rob McCoy. I'm like, where are they watching? What are they watching? What are they doing? And uh, so then my boys are looking on YouTube, and we're all looking. And then we see the live fireside chat. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And so that was just amazing. Um, and I've gotten so much uh, wonderful feedback from people from all over the states. I've had people from Massachusetts, from wow. South Carolina, North Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, contacting me, saying they're uh, standing behind me and praying. I can't thank you guys enough. Um, I had a lady from New Hampshire call me, and that was 
incredible. She broke down and cried on the phone and just mm -hmm. said, thank you for standing. Um, and she said, you know, I have trauma in my life, childhood trauma, mm -hmm. and uh, I can't do the mask thing. And that was amazing. Uh, I had a gentleman come in my shop and say, from my area, and he said, I saw you on Pastor Rob um, show, the fireside chat, and uh, he started tearing up and saying, you know, trauma doesn't just affect women, it's men too. Mm -hmm. And because uh, I have a sign on my shop door that says the required mask mandate, but if they come in without a mask, that I'll just assume that it's a medical condition. Um, and not ask, and I've been turned in for that uh, because mm. yeah, I allow people in without masks. Uh, mm. But I've had my own trauma growing up, and uh, I, the whole mask thing is, um, I, I just, it's not freedom. It's not that liberty and freedom of choice, and you know, I understand, I respect people if they want to wear masks, I respect people that want to social distance. Um, but to force it on somebody, you know, mm -hmm. is really hard for me. Mm -hmm. And so how we end up got, getting here, uh, <laughs> Rob sent a text. Oh, I sent a cheesecake. A congregant had ordered a cheesecake for Pastor Rob, and I sent it here. And then uh, I just gave him a confirmation email you know, or text, you know, just, hey, your cheesecake is on the way. And he said, you know, you have a fan base down here, and you should come here and... And uh, I said, well, if I was to come down, it'd have to be this weekend or next or after the holidays because mm -hmm. it'll get busy. And he's like, okay, this weekend? <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so here I am and my boys, and we're just beyond blessed. Mm -hmm. Beyond yeah. blessed. Yeah. Well, with that synopsis, um, what would you tell in the, so it's now been two and a half weeks? Yes. Since that visit? Yeah. So what would you tell Pastor Rob and Kirk with their their uh, bus tour of, you know, or whatever they were doing in Portland, um, just the encouragement? Because you were praying, like you were laying in bed. Mm -hmm. till one, I mean, just discouraged. Yeah. Because how long had it been? Um, well, that... I mean, from the time that everything shut down with COVID. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? And then you then the riots. Mm -hmm. And then the fires. Yeah. How How long... Let's see. We were shut down in March, and then we reopened the third week of June, and then the whole mask thing happened. So mm -hmm. that decreased a lot of business because uh, a lot of people don't want to go out and have to wear the mask. Yeah. Um, and then the fires were in September. Mm -hmm. uh, September was kind of a wash because mm -hmm. it was two weeks that we mm -hmm. were out in September. Yeah. Um, so from June till September. When they board things up. Um, oh yeah, that was in, that was, was that in June or July? It had to be right after I was opened. Mm -hmm. So it must have, maybe July. I think mm -hmm. the first week of July. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and so when they, they, you got the call and they came in, what'd that mean for your heart, that encouragement? Um, what I told Kirk and Pastor Rob is try not to get emotional, that it was just confirmation that mm. Beloved Cheesecakes wasn't done. Mm. And that I had been wrestling with God this whole time, um, really wrestling, because Beloved Cheesecakes is his shop mm. solely. That's a whole nother story, but mm. it is his shop. And that 
was confirmation to me that it's not done and God has a plan and has a reason and a purpose for beloved cheesecakes. Mm. And uh, we're just along for the ride. And um, I am, I will say this, and I want to thank everyone so much for the emails. I have so many emails and I am trying to get back to everybody's responses. Um, so please don't think I'm ignoring you. I'm just been overwhelmed with emails and- It'll be worse after tonight. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and orders. And um, I wanna meet everybody's expectation. So this is all new for me and um, I am overwhelmed, my boys and I, but we're gonna figure this out and get through. So just please have patience with us and we do wanna meet uh, your expectation and cannot thank you all enough. I be love you from the bottom of our hearts mm -hmm. from Thank coast you. to coast yes what coast a blessing yes. you guys reached out yes so here's in you know, a great opportunity for you to give them that shout out yes. and thank them what a yeah. blessing mm -hmm. so with that um all unfolding and how it went down mm -hmm. um you've mentioned several times now so we want to know uh your hired help our three teenage boys yes. right so yeah. give them a little uh Airtime, tell yes. us about your three boys. Okay, um, my oldest, Chase, he is 18. Uh, he just graduated and through all this whole mess too, so that was another thing in June. Um, he, we really didn't do anything special and I felt really bad about that. I, I mean, I, he's my first graduate. I'm, I didn't come from the greatest upbringing, so I don't know what the normal and what normal expectations are for graduations. And a stuff. piece of cheesecake. Yeah, <laughs> Congratulations, son. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and so we really didn't do a lot. Uh, I really told him we had planned like a little vacation, just him and I doing something. Uh, so I told him this trip. I said, "This is kind of your graduation oh, good. trip," you know. And he really he accepted that and. Uh, then Pastor Rob blessed them with a graduation gift, which was really amazing. Okay. Um, but Chase is uh, going to go into YWAM. Have you mm -hmm. heard of YWAM? Oh, yes. oh yeah. 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 So he goes in January mm -hmm. to Orlando. Great. So that's going to be um, really good. It'll be hard. I didn't think it was going to be that hard to Your have, first one leaving to have my kids. Yeah. And back when they were little, because I didn't feel like I was born to be a mom. Mm -hmm. And... So I really struggled with him the most, and we were both strong-willed. And uh, I just thought, oh, well, I want my kids to go off and, you know, see the world. And I, I think I am going to have a really hard time with my, my oldest leaving. Um, and then afterwards, he's going to join the Army. Okay. So that is his plan. Uh, and he is very self-motivated, very driven. He actually uh, did early college all through high school and mm. so he graduated with uh he only has two more classes and he'll have his associate's degree so mm. he's really steady mm -hmm. uh, really good uh gabe my middle son he's a sophomore um he is he likes working with the customers he's a people person like i am uh so he does that chase would rather stay in the back or mm -hmm. bake cheesecakes uh so and gabe is very um, smart. He's wicked smart in math. Uh, not me, but he is. 
uh, and he is doing online school now as well, and he's going to do the early college program. Mm -hmm. um, he's not quite sure what he wants to do when he gets older. I definitely see him being doing something with, not, I don't know if he'll be a social worker, but something along that line. Mm -hmm. He's very uh, em em empathetic. You know? yeah. uh, and then my youngest, Jaden, he's 12. He's a sixth grader. Uh, Jaden, he, he likes to help in the shop here and there. He likes working with the customers. Um, he's more quiet, although he has been taking drama classes. So that's really cool because he's coming yeah. out of his shell and doing drama and also taking guitar lessons. Mm. And so that's been um, really a blessing to have that, especially now with no school, mm -hmm. you know, and... Uh, so they all are uniquely different. Uh, Jaden is our uh, clown. He keeps us laughing. Mm -hmm. uh, he is a comedian, and I, I often wonder where he came from because <laughs> he is <laughs> he, just the things he comes up with, you know. But he is a comedian. He's really funny. So. That's so great. Yeah. So um, you're a single mom mm -hmm. running this shop through this season with your three boys yep. before then did you have employees and yes you know, yep i had so you had two. to transition basically yes i did i had two um employees one was um she's a trauma survivor and then one had uh, a disability he was uh, high functioning autism and mm -hmm. he was just a gem and he still calls and just want to see if the cheesecake shop is going and i i want to hire him back so badly mm -hmm. But I just haven't been in the place to, you yeah. know. Um. Now, Tammy uh, brought out that that was something that your heart was to those who worked for you mm -hmm. uh, before all of this unfolded, was to uh, help the underdog, to help those. Yeah. Yes. Explain that heart a little bit. Um, well, I graduated Portland State in 2018 with my bachelor's in social work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was going to end up Going down that route, mm -hmm. I my internship was in parole and probation. When I when they assigned internships, you could choose which uh, profession you wanted to go into. And for me, I said, "You put me wherever, because wherever I go, I'm going to learn, and I want to go somewhere maybe where I don't have the same belief system. Because I'm not afraid of different beliefs. Mm -hmm. I want to grow and learn. Mm -hmm. um, and so." Um, I got put into parole and probation and the criminal justice system. So I end up becoming really passionate about the criminal justice system and seeing um, the the gap. There's such a gap of of being trauma informed and understanding um, trauma wounds, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. So I really hope to go into parole and probation and be a probation officer. Mm -hmm. And I did get all the way through a psych test, but I didn't make it. Uh, and so doors were closed after I had graduated school. And I had always done cheesecakes on the side. Uh, the last, I started in 2015, and that was all accidental too. But it <laughs> became my side hustle. So I started making cheesecakes and People kept saying all the time, oh, you should open up a shop, open up a shop. No, no, not going to open up a shop. And even my cohort, my, my classmates, they're like, Jen, you should just open up a shop because I would bring cheesecakes at the end of term and to celebrate. And uh, 
I'm like, no, I'm not going to be self-employed. Um, Where'd this love for cheesecakes come from? Where, what, what was the, I mean, your first, like, hey, I'm just going to make cheesecakes? Yeah. I mean, you usually just don't wake up one day and say, this is my, I know. my pastry passion, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, tell us about that. Um, I think my first cheesecake I ever made was in 2000, maybe. Um, and I made one, and it cracked. It was just cracked mm-hmm. all over the place. Mm-hmm. So then um, it was a goal for me to, a challenge, to get it to not crack. (laughs) And then I just made one maybe, I think, every holiday. That Mm -hmm. was it, really. It was nothing. I made a cranberry one, Mm -hmm. and I would make them on the holidays. But then um, I separated uh, in 2014, and um, I was a stay-at-home mom prior to that. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any schooling. I didn't have a job. And so I got a job right away working at a winery. Didn't know anything about wine. Didn't drink wine, but I was able to sell it. (laughs) Um, And then, so I was working there, and then I ended up getting into school. So I stopped working and got into school and started, um, it was in 2015, December 2015. I was on this low income, it's called Gleaners, up in um, our area, our it was uh, in Clackamas County, and they, it's like a food share uh, where you pay so much a month, and then mm-hmm. every week you get this big amount of food, mm-hmm. and it was perfect with three boys. So I had this December 2015. I got all these blackberries, and I didn't know what I was going to do with them, and I thought, well, I'll make a blackberry cheesecake for the kids' teachers, because prior to that, I was very, very involved in my boys' school, but now I wasn't able to be. So I made them a blackberry cheesecake. I did not know how to take it off the pan. I always served my cheesecakes on the pan. So I had to YouTube it to learn how to take it off the pan. And uh, I also am not a crafts person. And we ended up, I had to go to Michael's to find a cake box. Did not know what I was doing. But I ended up getting the cheesecake off the pan on a cake round and putting it in a cheesecake or a, a cake box. And I took it to the staff the day before Christmas break. Um, and I didn't know if it was done. I didn't know how it tasted, you know, because you can't, you know. Yeah, you can taste it. You can't sample. taste it. And the, the, the day right before Christmas break, I came in and the secretary is like, hey, Jen, where did you get that cheesecake? And I said, I made it. And she was like, what? Mm-hmm. And uh, she says, I'm going to let all the staff know. And it gave me the idea of, okay, I'll make cheesecakes for Christmas. Those will be my gifts. And I had, um, I still was connected with the winery. So I was like, I'll pair it with their wine and give it as gifts. So I did. And it actually became therapy for me um, because my mind stopped racing. And I was going through a lot of court stuff. Um, and that was also my first Christmas without my boys. Mm-hmm. So it really gave me something to focus on. Mm-hmm. It's all God. Yeah. It's all God. And um, so uh, the day after Christmas, I posted uh, pictures on my personal Facebook page. You know, Cheesecakes Made with Love this year. And uh, I had three people contact me and say, hey, we would pay you to make one for New Year's. What? You want to pay me? I'm not good at anything, you know, and why would you want to pay me? And I did not feel right about it. I cried when I got my first payment. Um, and then it just was word of mouth and it kept going word of mouth. And the, 
one of the first auctions at my cheesecakes, I, I had someone say, uh, a friend of mine, she, she always, I believe in you and your cheesecake. I've always loved your cheesecake. And That's so, great. so she asked if I would donate to a charter school uh, mm -hmm. auction. So I was like, sure, why not? And that I went for $250 the first time. Mm -hmm. I thought, are you crazy? <laughs> um, and then another charter school got a hold of me and they got my cheesecake and it went for $600. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is unreal, you know, who would pay that much for a cheesecake? Uh, and so now, uh, when I opened Beloved Cheesecakes, because I was only open eight months before the shutdown, mm -hmm. um, and I hadn't, didn't turn down a donation request, I really, I would love to be a professional giver. That would be my dream job, is to be a professional giver. I love to give. And, mm -hmm. you know, people would say, Jen, you give too much, and so you can't outgive the giver. Um, I just really believe that you can't outgive the giver. Mm -hmm. um, and so I donated these cheesecakes and in eight, let's see, the first year in August or July of 2019, when I was opening up my shop, I was asked to be a guest speaker. At, um, it was a fundraiser for one of the social services in our area. Mm -hmm. And they wanted me to be their guest speaker. And so I did, that was my first time I spoke in front of like, 350 people, I think, but it was good. And uh, my cheesecake went for $850. <laughs> Who needs college? Well, <laughs> and so now it's been this thing in our community uh, where they're competing with my cheesecake now. So two schools are really competing. Went in November uh, last year went for $902. And then this February before the shutdown, uh, another school it went for nine hundred and four dollars. Two dollars more. Yeah, two dollars. Right. And then they're going to beat it. <laughs> yeah. So tell wow. us a little bit about. Uh, you know how when you're you're thinking through branding your store, mm -hmm. beloved cheesecake. Yeah. yeah. What was the process? Why? Because yeah. earlier you said on Facebook you put. Cheesecakes made with love. Mm -hmm. Is that, yeah. Isn't that what you yep. said? Mm -hmm. And so yeah. was it building on that thought or that idea? Um, my first, when I first started and just doing it from word of mouth, it was Cheesecakes by Jen. That was my mm -hmm. little Vista print, mm -hmm. <laughs> little cheap cards. Um, and then when I was sure that we're going to actually open up a shop, mm -hmm. um, my friends and my boys, all of us were brainstorming names. And I... None of them were sitting right with me. And it was one morning, 4 a.m., I sat up, and I was like, that's it. It's Beloved Cheesecakes. Mm. Because this whole Love process it. of being separated um, and walking, coming out of a domestic violence marriage is I really have allowed Jesus to be my husband. Mm -hmm. And so it was, I am his beloved and he is mine. Mm. And that's where it came from. Beautiful. The cool thing is I am not one to do, um, I'm not super creative. And so the, the play on words, that really hit, that was God. Um, and I'll get to that. I was in church. It was, I don't know how long after I figured out Beloved Cheesecakes. Um, and I was in church and the pastor started talking about what is your purpose. And I was thinking business. That's all I'm thinking at this point is business, business. And what is the purpose for Beloved Cheesecakes? And it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And it was because everyone deserves to be loved. Mm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord, this is amazing. Because I would not think of that at all. <laughs> at all. 
and uh, I just that where it started, and so mm. it's on my shop. I, it's in sparkles. I'm all about sparkles and um, <laughs> glitter, and it says because everybody deserves to be loved, and mm. uh, and then my girlfriend she came up with uh, my title being cheesecake therapist because you know one cheesecakes for me making them is therapy, mm -hmm. and then two uh, it gives therapy to other people, and then they can come in my shop, and I. I I really do. That's another thing is not being able to respond to emails right away or talk to the people at the church this morning um, and give them the, the level of attention that I want. I'm, that's hard for me. Um, so I want you to know that and, um, because I love that personal connection. And yeah. I have regulars who come in my shop that have come in from day one and they come weekly. Mm. And i one of them has become like family to us. And mm -hmm. so I really love that personal connection and mm -hmm. relationship. My shop's all about relationship. Uh, I have discussion cards on every table where um, conversation cards, you know, where people can just pick up. And it's the best thing in the world when I see college age kids put down their phones and they're reading the cards and or families and they're asking each other all these questions and um it's missing now. It's not the same. It was really... Yeah. yeah. How everything changed. It changed the dynamic. Everything. But you said yes. making cheesecakes is therapeutic for you. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's therapeutic for us to eat it. Yes, So it we is. were it's introduced, delicious. weren't we? Oh. So you mailed the one here. Yes. So we've only been here a week. So our first staff meeting with me here on Wednesday, somebody said after the staff meeting, oh, the cheesecake's here. Yeah. And... First of all, I didn't even know you could ship cheesecake, right? It's gonna, I'm just thinking, well, it's going to, it'll be a spoon because it's just going to be a pile. Yeah. How does it get, I mean, shipped without being destroyed? Um, I'm working on it and... Um you're not going to Hobby Lobby, I assume, any no, longer. No. You got some bubble wrap around yeah. that says got dates in it. Um, I did order a cheesecake uh, last year from back east just to see kind of how they ship. And um, so I've kind of um, copied a little bit in their ways, although my, uh, I'm not doing it as well. Um, but I, I do, I have a box and it comes in a styrofoam container. I have the cheesecake frozen. And then I was sending them with an ice pack, but I'm going to switch. I'm going to figure out the dry ice and do that. Mm. I think that'll be better. Um, so right now I'm shipping to all the West Coast and the bordering states. Mm -hmm. It is, and if anybody knows, um, to ship back east, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I do not know how to ship back east uh, without it being more than $100 or more yeah. in cost. Um, yeah. So to the people back east, hundred dollars is nothing. <laughs> yeah. Order up your cheesecake. She's gonna send them it's out. Worth you it. guys pay for the it shipping. It's so worth it. You're helping her out. Yes, true. But, <laughs> but it, that's a lot to yeah, ship. How? How? Um, I mean, because it's got to be overnight, right? I, so I did overnight, but you can do it in two days. So you that's can, how okay. I shipped two from days. East Coast was two days, and it was fine. Mm -hmm. Um, I did ship two days to a customer last week down here to California, and they did not get it in the two days. Mm -hmm. So theirs was ruined, ruined yeah. and that was really upsetting. Mm -hmm. I guess FedEx isn't guaranteeing anymore, mm -hmm. you know, now oh. this whole pre-COVID thing. So yeah. 
COVID. Mm -hmm. Be before COVID, they guaranteed, but now they don't. So no, no longer. I didn't know that. Yeah, that they're not guaranteed. So, yeah. well, which is crucial for what your your business. Yes. yes yeah. So yes. I'm gonna have to figure that out, and that's where I think maybe the dry ice would have been better. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. we'll yeah. see. Well, we what we had was wonderful. Oh, I know it, it had was caramel. Amazing. And what was it? Do you? I'm sure. Uh, salted caramel. That's so, my signature uh, one. Is this the is salted, was, salted caramel. If we go to Cheesecake Factory, which is nothing compared to <laughs> beloved cheesecakes. But uh, I took a piece home for Tammy because and she I was, enjoyed every little so this bite. Is funny, it was so, so delicious. I brought it home, and I had had a piece at the the meeting. Yeah. Uh, at the after the staff meeting, and so I said, "Hey, I brought this home for you." But she usually doesn't eat it all. Like she's, I'm going to have a few bites, and you can finish it. So that's what I was expecting. <laughs> She Rick was one, hoping that I'd share she, it with she him. Has one, she has one bite. No. And she said, now you had a piece, right? She said, because you're not getting any of this. <laughs> so you, it was so good. So you made her a believer in one yes. bite. It was delicious. Oh, it really was. It was that's, wonderful. That's the signature one. Everyone loves that one. That's oh. the one that has gone for so much at auctions. Really? Yeah. yeah. I can yeah. see why. <laughs> that's great. So... Um, and we fast forward through all the mess and you've met with Kirk Cameron and Rob and they've done the fireside chat and uh, the busyness and I mean has brought hope and um, business mm -hmm. I mean to to help you out because yeah uh, how many friends do you have that are in business or they've got this mm -hmm. or that and their lives are they had to close the doors mm -hmm. right yeah. so many yeah so many yeah no this uh you know, cheesecakes, baking cheesecakes is therapy for me. Um, but during the shutdown, I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. And it was my mentor who said it. Um, it became my source of pain mm. um, because I would go down to the shop. I would get special orders here or there. And uh, I would go down the shop and it was completely dead. The, there was no one walking on the sidewalks and everything's closed. And it really just became a source of pain. Uh, so the whole month of May, I was completely depressed. I was down and really the boys carried the shop and because mm -hmm. they all know how to make cheesecakes and they really did most of the work in carrying it. I was not functioning well at all. It was hard. And so this whole shutdown, it does impact people mentally and emotionally and financially, financially physically, everything. Uh, relationally, I mean, relationally. It's, it's huge. Yeah. Yep. And and those metrics mm -hmm. and measurements are not really being taken into consideration no, as not. everything else is being shut down. Right. I think this is so great, though. Two, uh, two teenagers and a tween at 12. Yep. And on their resume, they are professional <laughs> cheesecake makers because... They they carried the shop for mom, right? Mm -hmm. so yes. That, I yeah. think that's so great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They did. They're great. And a lot of people say, oh, you're going to have, um, you're going to make women so happy or your wife so happy, <laughs> right. you know, how to bake. And <laughs> yeah. So let's backtrack with the time that we have um, because uh, all of this is new to us. Mm -hmm. We weren't involved in the beginning of the loop. And so we're learning uh, uh, almost except for the big picture, we're learning about all the details of this story. Yeah. But uh, somebody told me on your website for Beloved Cheesecakes, it's all about cheesecakes and it's all about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we wouldn't have a Beloved Cheesecake. Your heart, your mind, where you're at spiritually would not be there uh, without what happened mm -hmm. with you and Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'd really like to take this last time because 
uh, he's the hero of all, all of our story, and so we want to give him honor. So tell us your journey to come to that place and, and yes. know Jesus. Um, that's quite the journey. I uh, did not grow up knowing God. My dad was an atheist, and uh, I grew up, I was a um, raised by a meth-addicted father and an absent mom and no siblings. So really no one, no role model. Um, and my dad just, he, you know, he had me smoking marijuana from second grade to seventh grade. I took my last bong hit. Um, he was physically and mentally and verbally, emotionally abusive. He wasn't sexually, but oh, people in and out of our home was. Um, and our house was rat infested. I just grew up really rough. So I never feel like I fit in because I have this rough background. All in Portland? Is um, in or? Oregon City area. Yeah, okay. it's outside mm -hmm. of Portland. Okay. Mm -hmm, in Eagle Creek. Um, and then uh, CSD got involved a couple times and I got taken away from my dad. And then I met my biological mom and she had lived up in Washington. Um, so... Long story short, in my, I went back to my dad, um, and then in my seventh grade year, I was taken away from my dad again. And That's from, when you took your last mong hit when you were in seventh yeah, grade? Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, it's not, I, I've seen a lot of things and experienced a lot of things no kids should have. Mm -hmm. um, and with my biological mom, I moved in with her right before my eighth grade year up in uh, Oak Harbor, Washington. Mm -hmm. And so from there, um, it was a year later, my dad died. He was 39 and I was 14. So I dealt with a lot of um, guilt. I thought I killed him I, because I took care of him. I raised him. And, I, you know, his body was shutting down. He was already getting sick and throwing up a, I can't drink Gatorade to this day. He would throw up a five-gallon bucket of Gatorade. Um, so this, now as an adult, the signs of his body was breaking down. But, uh, what did he ultimately die from? I had a brain aneurysm. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, his head, I remember seeing him in the hospital. His head was as big as a basketball. And he mm. was completely brain dead. Mm. But I do know that hearing is the last thing that goes. And I said, I love you. And he just, mm. So I know he heard that. Yeah. Um, and so I just dealt with a lot of guilt. And... Um, I, my mom really didn't let me grieve, and so that was a whole nother issue. And my mom and I really uh, didn't get along, and so she ended up kicking me out right a month before my 17th birthday. And I thought I, was, um, I wasn't going to graduate, but she sent me a letter, and it was the best thing that she could have done. She sent me a letter and said that I wasn't going to graduate, and I thought, okay, watch me. Mm. You know? You're going to show you. Yeah, I'm going to show you. I'm a little bit stubborn, maybe a little. Mm. <laughs> um, and so I ended up graduating high school. Uh, I worked three jobs my senior year. I got all C's and D's. Um, I think Did my, you move in with someone, get your own place? I lived with How my you... best friend during, okay. yep, my best friend, uh, her parents took me in and that was awesome. They let me live there. Um, and then I, once I graduated, I didn't go to my graduation. So that's another thing, you know, when I said I didn't go to my high school graduation, I just got my diploma. Mm -hmm. um, I moved in with a guy right afterwards and that's when all the the trauma surfaced and self-hatred. I would self-mutilate myself and 
Um, I just hated everything about myself and I was seeing counselors and trying to figure out what's the purpose of living. I had, I hadn't attempted suicide, but I was in the hospital um, getting help because my thoughts were going there, you know, when I was 18, 19. Um, and then I moved back to Oregon to be with my grandma, my dad's mom, to be near her. I was working um, at that time up in Washington at an assisted living facility with elderly people, and I loved them so much. I, they were like family I never had. Mm -hmm. And so I had a really bad breakdown, ended up back in Oregon, and that's when I decided I got to move to be near my grandma. Mm. And it was then, um, and then my boyfriend had moved with me, then we got married at 19, went to the Justice of the Peace, which was a mistake, but it was for financial stability. And I'm young, don't know what I'm doing. And then I ended up uh, divorced uh, with him. We separated within six months and divorced within a year. And honestly, with him, I didn't know how to receive love. And mm -hmm. he was loving, and I did not know how to receive it. I was probably more the abusive one in that relationship and um, projecting on all my stuff onto him and the way that I felt about myself, which mm -hmm. I know you understand with trauma. Yes, very um, much so. And so then, after, and I, so I did not know the Lord. Mm -hmm. And then I came to know the Lord when I was 21. Mm -hmm. I was working at a bank, and this guy came in, asked me on a date. And I was like, oh, sure, I'll go on a date. And uh, he starts talking to me about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And he had just got back from Israel which was fascinating to me. I'm a very curious person. And I know Peggy Hall said that, and I'm like, Peggy, I'm right there with you. I'm super curious. <laughs> I ask a lot of questions. Um, and so, um, you know, I started asking him all these questions. And he was just fascinating to me. And he got baptized in the Jordan River, and he was telling me all this. And he ended up taking me over to his mom's house. And she, her name is Linnea. And uh, she has um, brain cancer, so you could pray for her. She's my spiritual mom. Um, but Linnea started writing me letters and telling me how much God loves me and that she, she would say, you know, that all the stuff that happened wasn't supposed to happen. And um, she kept bugging me to go to church with her. And I was like, gosh, no, you know. And I finally went to church with her one Wednesday night and I never experienced that. I've never experienced people talking to Jesus like I'm talking to you. Mm -hmm. and, and being dressed in regular clothes, not Sunday best, you yeah. know. Um, and so I left there just wowed by that. And then the following week, no joke, I'm not joking when I say this. This is how God works. I was working at the bank. I was working at a bank. And uh, this little kid came in, and uh, we were giving away, it was October of 1998, giving away free gifts, and I gave him a pumpkin flashlight. And he says, do you have Jesus in your heart? I'm like, what the heck? How does he know what's going on, you know? <laughs> and it was a few days later, uh, this other guy comes in, and I do his transaction. He goes to leave, and it's in a store. So it was like this, right at the door to the store. Um, and he says, hey, Jennifer. And I said, yes. And he said, God loves you. Hmm. What in the world? How do these people know? <laughs> All the Jesus people yeah. turned loose on you. Yes. <laughs> it's probably um, it's Linnea. Yeah, Linnea. She's 
praying for him. Yes, Lord, yes. Oh, yes. I know. And then I went home. I don't know if it was that night or when, but I went home. And I all I'm into. I love music. I can't sing. God saving my voice for heaven. Mm-hmm. And uh, but um, this and angels, these angelic voices were on my radio station, just saying not to give up. And because I was very hopeless, I had no hope and um, hated myself. Wanted to die a lot. That was my journals of wanting to die and how much I hate myself. Were you living by yourself or you with your grandma? Um, I was living by myself at this time. Mm -hmm. And uh, so then I remember praying with that guy, the prayer. I had no idea. And he's crying. I'm like, why is he crying? You know, and uh, just slowly after that, uh, things started changing. I went to church um, and then I got baptized. It was a Christian radio program that you were listening to that you prayed with? No, it was just these angelic voices. And then that was it. It went right into the song. And I waited out there for at least probably 15, 20 minutes for the announcer to say what that was. Yeah. No, I think it was, I think that it was really angels. I Mm. really do. That was singing and talking to me. Yeah. You know. Very supernatural moment. Yes. Just at home alone. Yep. Yep. Mm Yeah. Yeah. In my car. Yeah. In your car. Yeah. In my car. And yeah, I gave my life to the Lord and, uh, Linnea became um, a mom to me. Her, uh, she has four daughters, so it's not like she needs another one. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're all, they all call me their sister, and that's where we spend our holidays. And um, it's pretty amazing. God has really blessed me, not just with her, but I have two other sets of parents and these adopted parents. Um, so. And it was her son that invited you to... Um, he, adult, he was like a spiritual son. So oh, kind of like how son. she's took me oh, in. Okay. Yeah, and uh, he's, So he's not a brother to the four sisters? No, or? no. Okay. Um, but he, he's not uh, in the picture anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but she considered him a son during that time, you know? Yeah. I mean, and she still does. You know, yeah. he's just not around right now. So. He was just yeah. right there at the right. The yeah. Lord used him yeah. to yeah, connect the dots for, sure. for the relationship with yeah. you and Lenae. Mm-hmm. It's amazing yeah. how the and, Lord does that. And I did not shut up about Jesus. I talked about Jesus to everyone because I've done a lot of bad things in my life. I've done all the unspeakable sins. And so for me, it was like, if he can do it for me, he can do it for you. If he loves me, he'll love you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was life-changing. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, I ended up in, you know, getting churched, I'd say, and getting the legalism and the performance. Or for me, that approval addiction, I really, um, I didn't know that. And then in 2009, I had a tragedy happen in my life. And uh, that really stripped all of that. And so I really believe going through what I went through has brought me to the place now that I can stand because all that human approval and human addiction yes. um, mm-hmm. of needing those affirmations, human affirmation yes. mm-hmm. was stripped. And now it's, now like with the whole mass thing, it's mm. God, you're going to have to audibly tell me if you want me to put on that mask, mm. you know, um, and abide by all these rules of man. It's going to have to be God audibly, mm-hmm. not man. Mm-hmm. I'm very sensitive to that because mm-hmm. I came out of abuse. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So then you're in, in here somewhere. You're in a relationship that 
you went through a separation? Mm hmm Okay. Mm hmm So, um, and that was 2014? 14. 14. Mm -hmm. So six years I've been by myself, although I have met someone that's during the shutdown. That's great. <laughs> yeah. That's wonderful. During the shutdown. Yes. Well, the shutdown's really good for something, I right? know. <laughs> yeah. Forget eHarmony, just shut down the country. Yeah. Somebody's going <laughs> to... I know. It's so strange. <laughs> and that's a God thing, too. That's such a blessing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's God. Because I wasn't looking. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Is, uh, but you're probably praying, Lord, and you're, if that ever happens, it's got to be you. I Once again. Yeah, yeah. But I wasn't even praying. I, yeah. was, thought, I was set with just Jesus and I the rest of my yeah. life. I hope he loves cheesecake. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. He's eating a whole pumpkin cheesecake while I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> a piece of, you know. A piece of night, right? Yeah. <laughs> Slice off that pumpkin yeah. cheesecake. That's amazing. So mm, it brings us up great. to this place. And you probably had plans because you were only open for eight months before everything happened. Mm -hmm. Now it's starting with some wonderful encouragement from yes. Kirk and Pastor Rob and mm -hmm. uh, just what the Lord's doing to bring um, really encouragement to your soul. Mm -hmm. And it also has to be encouraging to the boys mm -hmm. to see you trust in the Lord by faith yeah. and them seeing how the Lord is working and answering mom's prayers. And um, it really brings that affirmation just... God is real and, mm -hmm. and he's working. You probably had a plan how you wanted to see things go with the business that all kind of crashed and burned mm -hmm. and now it's being re rebuilt. What's on your heart for the future? What was your desire for Blessed Cheesecakes and um, where it's going? Well, I mean, we were, we were going really good. We were thriving and uh, my goal was I've had my cheesecake in a couple restaurants so one of the resorts in our town they came to me three weeks after I was open and they started carrying my cheesecake wow what a blessing so at that time I was charging $7.95 a slice they were charging 11 okay? <laughs> 11 yes 11 and they were getting it oh like, yeah what in the world yeah. um and so they're in a deficit right now, too. They're hurting, mm -hmm. and so they're not carrying my cheesecake right now. There is another restaurant that started, and they're carrying it. So my goal up until the shutdown was to once try to get a new restaurant monthly. Mm -hmm. um, that was one of my goals. And then work on the shipping, because I've had a lot of people ask about the shipping. Yeah. Now that's um, that part is going to be my newest challenge and really mm -hmm. just trying to... Um, dial that in and figure mm -hmm. it out and yep. uh, um, really work on that end. So I don't know, maybe that'll be more the route. I have, I'm part of a networking group uh, called Chicks Connect and all my friends at Chicks Connect, they said, I don't know, Jen, maybe you can get a refrigerated truck and you can do pre-orders and you can drive around and deliver. <laughs> yeah, like That's a, swan, a good like idea. Like a swan man. Yeah. Like a swan man. <laughs> Jim's, uh, cheesecakes. Who knows? Get a little ice cream truck music going and everybody coming out. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just along on this ride and with God. And I even on the way here, I was just praying. And I said, you know, this is you. This is all you. Yeah. you you're... Um, I just want to be in your will and doing um, it the way that you want it done and I'm just along for the ride you yeah. know um, mm -hmm. and it's a roller coaster it's like up down down the twist yeah. and up and down you know and yeah. um, but he's so faithful and I mm -hmm. think I had to go through everything that I did to get to this place of ultimately trusting him mm -hmm. and that's why I wasn't 
fully closing my doors yet because I didn't feel released from Silverton. I didn't, I mm -hmm. didn't feel released with Beloved Cheesecakes. I, like, I know I'm not released, but I'm really wrestling, you know, like Jacob, I'm yeah. really wrestling you, yeah. Lord, on this. I don't know if I want to keep going. And this definitely has fanned the flame. It's given me, I've been in my shop more um, now than I have even been in the last few months. You know, I've really mm -hmm. let the boys kind of, I mean, I've been there, but I'll leave and come back or run errands. Um, and so I really, um, I've been in the shop more and like, oh, now that it's the joy is back and it's yeah. fun again. And, um, and I, there's a purpose and a meaning and it's okay. We're not done yet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, the Lord obviously has a plan because if you can open a business and the coronavirus can be a pandemic, yeah, and then the uh, riots that are now going because of the George Floyd mm -hmm. um, incident that ignited this uh, fire really across yeah. the nation, yeah, and then the shutting down of uh, the businesses and then fires on top mm -hmm. of it. Uh, Jen, I mean, it can only go upward <laughs> yeah, from here, right? I, I mean, yeah. it's a, you're a miracle. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're a miracle story. Fortunately, I don't think Portland's real prone to earthquakes because I might say, well, that might be around the yeah. corner. Yeah. <laughs> but God in his grace has been faithful mm -hmm. to take care of you. And, and maybe we could leave with that note of all the encouragement to those who are watching because somebody's mm -hmm. watching right now. Mm -hmm. They feel like, you know what, they can't get out of bed. In the morning, Jim, mm -hmm. they're, um, they're so discouraged. Maybe they're losing their home. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're losing their business. Maybe uh, the marriage is falling apart because of all of these pressures, the added stresses that are there. Um, why don't you give them uh, that word of hope that the Lord loves them? Yeah, um, yeah I, I'm not very good at this. <laughs> oh, she's gonna but I will say this is what got me through is um, I call them daddy kisses. And so look for those things that God does for you um, and provides those little things during the day, even if it's um, an email from someone, a phone call. Uh, for me, one time there was a water bottle and at the right spot at the right time that my son needed it for a baseball game, and I call those daddy kisses. And the boys and I, we have a bulletin board that we have up, and we date and write down what those daddy kisses were. Hmm. And it's, he's so faithful, even when we're so faithless. Hmm. Um, and no matter what, no matter what choices you make during this time, because I made, I think I honestly drank more wine the first week of the shutdown than I've ever drank in my life. Um, and that's not me. Hmm. So, but God is so good. And he... He is going to get us through. You have to have hope in Him. He is our only hope, our only place. In fact, I have a, um, on my shop, I have a, where you, um, a question of the week. And I was thinking on, while I was here, my question for next week is where do you put your hope? Mm -hmm. So where do you put your hope? Mm -hmm. And hold on to Jesus. That's it. He's our hope. This is mm -hmm. not our world. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is not our home. Mm. Mm -hmm. Amen. Excellent. That's such a great word of encouragement yeah, for those who are, who are watching. And we mm -hmm. want uh, that encouragement 
uh, Kirk Cameron, mm -hmm. Pastor Rob McCoy brought the encouragement to you yeah. to yeah. be a blessing and to give you a shout out. And I know it's Pastor Rob's heart for God speak in the fireside chat that whatever, um, in any way that we can help, we want to help. Mm -hmm. Any way we can serve, we want to serve. And we realize that, um, you know, all of us right now, depending on where people are at, that they need that help. Mm -hmm. And so we want to uh, uh, give you the last shout out. It's Beloved Cheesecake and your website.com. It's Cheesecakes. Oh, plural. Because <laughs> there's not just one. There's yeah, a bunch. There's a bunch. Right. right. Yeah. So is your website Beloved Yeah, BelovedCheesecakes.com. And then um, I'm working on uh, revamping my website now. And then also I'm on Facebook uh, and Instagram. There you go. Wonderful. You yes. can order it. She's going to figure it out. You guys on the East Coast, don't have, you're in New Hampshire. <laughs> if you're in New Hampshire, I'm sure you like cheesecake and you can pay the shipping out there. And uh, there you go. There it is right there. And, and honey, don't we have a, something special for the whole body that's going to be experiencing the beloved uh, what, cheesecake? I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see oh. about all of that stuff. Oh, so, okay. Well, yeah. stay tuned. Yeah. There might be more to come. So I want you, if you would, would you pray for Jen and just to. her boys yeah. and the story? And then I'm going to give our audience the blessing as we wrap it up here. Yeah. Let's, let's pray do. Together. Let's pray. Lord, we're just so grateful for Jen, Lord. What a amazing uh, testimony that she shared here today. And wow, it's just so incredible how you see, you could see her right where she was at, that you wanted to come and give her a, a, hope, a hope and a future, that you wanted to give her your good plans for you're an intelligent God with an intelligent plan. And thank you so much um, for that one conversation that she had um, that changed her, really her whole entire life, God. And it's so true that your channels and the way that you connect uh, people with each other is your grace. It's your love because we are your beloved. And I just want to thank you so much for her and pray that you just pour out your blessings upon her and her boys and give her that strength to be able to uh, just keep looking up no matter what comes her way to, to keep uh, shining bright uh, when people come into her place and her beloved cheesecakes and I pray Father that um, as her boys are being raised into really like Pastor Rob said that they are men Lord that they are men that um, are rising to the occasion and we thank you for each one of these boys and pray that you'd bless them and just knit this family together uh, with your strengths and your comfort and your help. And also just uh, that, that shout out that she uh, needs that prayer to know how to ship her cheesecakes, God, that they would, I know earlier she told me she's a perfectionist and she wants everything to be done with excellence. And so we pray that you would show her how to ship those cheesecakes. So when they arrive at people's homes, uh, they would just not only see a, a beautiful piece of art, but be able to enjoy every single bite, just like I was able to enjoy every single bite. And the staff here at God Speak was able to enjoy every single bite. They are so delicious. Mm -hmm. And so God just bless her and her boys. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, we want to leave you with a blessing from Numbers chapter 6 each uh, evening. And so it declares, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. 
May God's goodness overflow your life. We're signing out. God bless you all. Look forward to you tomorrow night.